everyone and welcome back to Operation Sequel. Today we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 2, that off-maligned and misunderstood uh, Final Fantasy games, uh, very often a black sheep in the series. The Famicom cart released in December 1988, and for me, more importantly, the Origins collection, which is what I played it on on the PlayStation. In Japan it released in 2002, in... Europe it released in March 2003 and in the US it released April 2003. So the PAL region actually got it before we did. A lot of the names you're going to hear for the staff are, you know, of course going to be the same as Final Fantasy 1, but the director was Hironobu Sakaguchi, the designers were Hiromichi Tanaka, Akatoshi Kawazu, there's a name again, and Koichi Ishida. The artist is of course Yoshitaka Amana, the composer is Nobuo Uemetsu, and the Origins music is redone, and that was done by a gentleman named Tsuyoshi Sakita. The writer, uh, for the, and it's actually kind of important this time, is Sakaguchi and Kenji Tarada. A little bit about it, it, it sold 800,000 units on the Famicom, so it quite outsold the first game. It's also been ported to the PlayStation, of course, the Game Boy Advance in the Dawn of Souls collection, the PSP remake, and then iOS and Android. Doesn't have the same long list that the other Final Fantasies do. Uh, here's the little story blurb from the manual, just to set the mood a little. In a distant land, the peace enjoyed by the people came to a crashing end. The Emperor of Palamecia summoned fiends from another dimension, and the Empire launched its campaign for world conquest. In response, a rebel force arose in Finn. In the ensuing clash between rebels and Empire, Castle Finn was taken. The rebels were forced to retreat to the remote town of Altair. Amidst the chaos, four youths also fled from the occupied Flynn. They were childhood friends, now orphaned and homeless. They suddenly found themselves running for their lives. So even right there, I mean, you can tell there's a lot more setup to it than the first game had. Uh, not a crystal, or, well, yeah, not a crystal to be found, actually, in, in Final Fantasy 2. This is going to be kind of a split podcast, because there's a lot I actually liked about this game, and then there's those giant bugbears that kind of stop people from enjoying it when they play it. So uh, I'm going to kind of be positive, then negative, then positive, or try to equal it out. The first thing to note is it's really nice to have named characters. These aren't created characters, they're actual characters with almost two dimensions. Uh, they're of course going to be very primitive, but they're very nice. The, uh, the main characters you control are Furion, Maria, and Gus, with a fourth slot that is filled by uh, as the story deems. There is a fourth character, like in the pre-mentioned prologue, the, the fourth youth, but you don't see him until much later in the game. It, it's very nice that they each have their own speaking lines, so they kind of have a personality. I'm very tired of these silent protagonists, and so I think it's great that they actually have a little bit of character. Speaking of character, the king it serves more than just intro fodder. You know, you report back to him as the rebellion progresses. He doesn't play a huge role, but at least he plays more than, hey, here's 400 gil, go save the world with a copper sword and some chainmail. So it's really nice to have him. The story is leaps and bounds better than Final Fantasy 1. You have a thread that you follow throughout the whole thing, and it doesn't sidetrack too often. There are some times where you might think, just, well, okay, what, what am I doing here? But for the most part, it keeps you on point at all times. The world is much more realized this time. Like, it feels a little bit better in terms of living and breathing. I mean, sure, it, it's it's no Witcher 3, but uh, little things like, like airships flying overhead when you're walking on the world map, and, and the fact that 
the world actually changes after a certain point in the story really adds to it being more of a living world than just this static place filled with caves and mountains and trolls. And it was much nicer. Just leave it at that. The instructions on where to go are much clearer if and only if, really, you know how to use the keyword system correctly. The keyword system isn't a big deal. It's not like a hard thing to wrap your head around. It's just that you can memorize keywords that people speak and then you can ask them about that. It, it kind of reminds me of, I want to say it was Shadowrun on the Genesis, but I'm not too sure. And if you're not sure, familiar with that or if I'm wrong, which is probably more likely, um, it, it's a little bit like adventure games where if, if you have to interrogate somebody, you can remember a certain thing and then you can ask them about it later. It's not used incredibly heavily, but it is used to keep that story thread going. Final Fantasy II is, is notable for introducing Chocobos, the Dark Knight class, and Dragoons. And the Dark Knight class does not act like a Dark Knight like it will in, say, Final Fantasy IV with Cecil. But the Dragoons, right out of the gate, they're, they're all about keeping a drape. Not jumping, though. They didn't jump, but they got most of the class right. Now, now the big bugbear with this is the leveling system. If you're familiar at all with some of the Bethesda games like Oblivion or Morrowind or even Skyrim, it's kind of the dream of, well, you get better the more you use something. And it, on paper, it sounds great. As a matter of fact, see? It's great on paper, but in practice, there's a lot of holes that people just haven't managed to dig themselves out of. The biggest one in, in Final Fantasy is the HP. Now, the HP is designed to where if you find yourself taking a beating a lot, which you will, because this game hates you, you will gain more XP. There's a small chance after every battle, you will gain XP. HP, I'm sorry. Now, the problem being, A, it's a small chance, which, which isn't good, and B, that means you've really got to be riding that razor's edge sometimes of, well, I want to make sure I get hurt enough in this battle without fainting so I can earn more HP so I won't be fainting. So it's a terrible cycle and it doesn't always work out the way it should. And so in the end, you can either be over leveled or you can be under leveled. There really is no good median for HP. The same goes for MP. MP is a little bit easier. I found it a little easier anyway, because if you cast a whole bunch like a mage should, then you really don't run out of MP very often once you hit the middle to end game. The, the early game is rough. The weapons you equip to each character are their own class. So if you decide to use a spear, then you, know, you can level up your spear ability. But if you suddenly switch to an axe, well, everything you've done in the spear category is worthless now. And the categories are, there's, there's I'm sorry, if I forget one, I am trying to remember this. There's unarmed, which is surprisingly good as it has been so far in both Final Fantasy games. Then there's sword, dagger, spear, axe, shield, and bow. There's bow. So you pretty much have to decide right out of the gate, okay, I want Furion to use, like I went, Furion to use a sword, Maria to use daggers, and then Gus to use an axe. If you decide I'm going to change that halfway through, and there are points you might think about it because there will be a while where a new axe does not drop and he's falling behind the curve. You're kind of stuck to farming for a while to get it back up to par where it should be. And that's kind of against the spirit of the game because Final Fantasy II doesn't necessarily want you to farm. On that same token, magic takes way longer to level. And it's like weapons divided into each spell. It's not white magic, black magic, or status magic. I think that, that would be the better way to do it. But it's, okay, you've now equipped a Suna. Well, you have to cast that 50 to 100 times because you can gain either one point or two points. And the level up always happens at 100. So you every time you want to level up, it's 50 to 100 times. If you're extremely unlucky, you're going to have to cast it to level up. 
And I could see that being okay with your usual, you know, fire, bolt, and ice. That might be alright. But for things like Asuna, and Life, and Haste, and Shield, and Wall, things like that, the, the higher the proficiency, the more chance they have of hitting. Which, by the way, the most frustrating thing in the world is Asuna not hitting, or Haste not hitting. It, it is absolutely infuriating. It, it's almost enough to make you stop playing. It, it's really annoying to have to rely on a buff that in any other game it's gonna hit, unless extenuating circumstances, and then it just misses time after time after time. So, I mean, they, if they would have tweaked the magic system just a little bit, it would have worked perfectly. In the end, like towards the end of the even even the last three-fourths of the game, magic is kind of useless. And unless you want to spend time farming, like, you want to get your bolt up to level 8, plus your fire up to level 8. I mean, that is a ridiculous amount of casts. You can cheese the system, and I'm sure a lot of people that have played Final Fantasy 2 know about this. You can hit your own party members to get them down to critical health to gain more HP, or you can hit them a bunch of times with magic to gain magic defense. You can hit them a bunch of times with the same buff over and over again to try to gain proficiency in that. And that really doesn't work. That That is one of the things that is absolutely awful to do. You never want to cheese a game just so you can complete it. The game should always enable you to be as powerful or as weak as you, the player, want, given, you know, more or less work. And that really hampers this game hard. I didn't do any of that. I tried my best. Actually, no, I'm a dirty liar. While I was playing, I had been playing for three hours. A storm came through and blew out the power for just a second, just long enough to knock out the PS3, and I had lost that many hours worth of work. And so I will admit, I did cheese my way back up to where I was, but only in terms of magic and hit points. Everything else I just kind of let fly. Other than that, I didn't do any of the cheesing, and I wanted to see if the way they designed it, you could get through the game. And I'm kind of happy to say you can. You might not want to play the way you end up playing, but in the end, I had enough HP, enough strength, all of that. I was doing great damage with my physical fighters. My mage was absolutely worthless to where the point where I, I equipped her with a dagger and she ended up being a third physical fighter. Just lost all the magic other than buffs that would hit every now and again. So in the end, magic is a huge investment if you really want it. And I mean... If you do put the time into it, there are spells like Ultima that don't go off of your proficiency as much as they go off your proficiency of every other spell you know. Which is a great idea, but again, who's going to raise all their spells to level 8? I mean, you can max them out at 16, but that's even more ridiculous. And so if you are the type of person to level each spell individually up to a very proficient point, you're rewarded with Ultima, but everybody else, you now just got a dud spell. It, it's not going to do anything. On the battle system, I would have liked to see a defend command, because in Final Fantasy 2, there's a lot of times where you don't necessarily want to do anything because you want that person to cast life to raise your party member before the battle ends so they can get some HP or strength or what have you. There's a lot of times where you wanted your characters to just stay put, and you really can't unless you want to tease it and hit one of your party members or something like that. So that, that would have helped quite a bit. Status ailments are a much bigger deal this time, because you have spells like Asuna and Basuna that can miss and poison, you know, it'll it'll tick down after a while, especially if it's a long, drawn-out battle, and it's infuriating to try to get it off, and you can't, and so you just end up having to deal with it like there's no way you can get it off. Because sure, you can try over and over again, but then you're not damaging the boss, you're not damaging the mobs. I made Furion my white mage, so almost more of a paladin role, and so every time he was not using what he's more proficient at, I was losing DPS, and it was killing me in a lot of fights. 
a lot of people seem to run up against a limited inventory, and I'm actually okay with that. I like that. That's it, it adds a little bit of strategy to it because I'm the type of guy like Final Fantasy. I walk in there with 99 potions, 99 antidotes, 99 gold needles, things like that, and it tends to make dungeons not so much a crawl as a happy little jaunt because I have everything I'll ever need, and the only time it becomes a problem is if all four get wiped out at once. And here, it was a much more strategic thing. Now again, there, there's a bad side to this, and that all of the key items that you pick up also have to go into that inventory. Now, in the end, I think you had 12 key items that you had to have. It wasn't too bad, but I don't see why they couldn't have kept key items in a different place. Just because your, your inventory is already limited, you don't need key items that you use once and never use again to be taken up that room. On, on that same note, I'm sorry, uh, you can only learn a limited amount of spells. I didn't really run into that problem because I was very picky about what spells I bought because, again, it, do I want to level this? Yeah, that's that's kind of bad too. Now, playing through the way I did where I was trying to just let the game guide me through a curve, it was extremely satisfying to run into bosses when I did. The bosses were a very difficult, hard-fought battle. I never had to redo a boss, but everyone was down to like the skin of my teeth. Except for the last one, actually. The last one I, I defeated kind of easily. It almost worked. The system almost worked the way I was playing it. If, of course, you can forgive quite a few things. But yes, the bosses were, were put in perfect spots. That was harder than anything I've done up until that point, but I could still win if I, you know, strategized a little. Speaking of dungeons, dungeons are very much, once you get out of the first third of the game, dungeons are very much two-trip affairs, right? They are big enough to where you can go in, you'll get all the loot, but, ah, crap, you're kind of not in any position to take on a boss. So you end up having to warp out and then come back in and just go straight for the boss. I've never played an RPG that way before. It's always been, all right, before I go in, let's make sure we have enough to do everything. And in the end, I had to make that choice of, do I want to go down that side passage and hopefully there's a chest of something, or should I just gun for what looks like the end of it? And a lot of times you would gun for the end of it, defeat the boss, limp out of the cave, go recover it, and then come back and finish it off. That's another thing I'll give it. Final Fantasy II does not have spiked tiles, which is absolutely wonderful. All the bosses, at least all the bosses I can remember right now, I'm sorry, but they were all visible on the world map before you walked into them, into the dungeon. You know, you could see them a couple tiles ahead of you. Very few were, if any, I don't think any were, just in case, they weren't sprung on you, which is very nice. The last two dungeons, it, it was one dungeon that ran right into the last dungeon. So you would start what's called the Jade Passage, and then that would lead right into the end, which is Pandemonium. There was no breaks in between, and the terrible thing was, if you warped out of Pandemonium, it wouldn't take you back to the beginning of Pandemonium, it would take you back to the beginning of Jade Passage, and you had to walk all the way through this high-level area full of the worst status effects you can think of to get back to where you were, which will, of course, drain your resources. So there was almost no point in going back in the first place. I ended up skipping a lot of boss fights because I just couldn't handle them. I guess mini-bosses would have been a thing because they would pop up when you went to go open a chest. And they weren't they weren't your end-of-area bosses, but they were much tougher than, you know, the regular fodder that was running around. Uh, so there is a couple that I did not defeat. I just kind of got tunnel vision and wanted to blast through the end of it because that last is, is the worst gauntlet on your resources. I mean, I walked in with, I think, 15 ethers, and by the end, I had nothing. 
I also, it also struck me as very weird that Kawazu would give you an item that, sure, he gave it to you like six dungeons ago, but if you use that item, you can kill the end boss in three rounds, and it is no big shakes at all. So if you're listening and you happen across a blood sword, yeah, it's kind of terrible, but there are a few things that it will actually do massive amounts of damage to, and one of them being the end boss. So so for the end boss, for me, was a bit of a joke. Now, I should say, I did use a guide because I do have the origins guide, and it's a decent guide, so no big shakes there so in the end i gotta say with final fantasy 2 i actually enjoyed my time with it other than you know redoing those four hours but it's really hampered by those non-concessions that, that it makes final fantasy 2 is not a game that wants to be played final fantasy 2 is a game that wants to challenge you and it does not like the idea of you winning no, 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 no. It wants you to be a broken pile of bones at the bottom of a dungeon. If you have this in mind and, and play accordingly, it's actually not a bad game. Sure, the story is no big deal, but the gameplay itself is a lot of fun. I mean, it is fun to get your, your leveling, you know, every once in a while. Oh, hey, my spell leveled up. Hooray. It's, it's nice to have that, but the lack of traditional levels really hurt your HP and your defense because those are stats I think should have rose organically through levels. So maybe if it was a hybrid of the two where every level you would level up your HP, your defense, and your magic defense because it is ridiculous to expect you to take a bunch of spell hits just to raise your magic defense. Uh, same with evasion. Evasion isn't something you can choose to level so much because, well, you have to rely on things missing you, and that's not very fun at all. So Final Fantasy II is the most interesting of games, and that is... A curious failure of sorts. I don't think it's an out-and-out -out bad game, and I don't necessarily see why it gets the reputation it does, other than it just being obtuse and rough. It, it doesn't, it doesn't invite you in. It really doesn't. I think I'm happy I played it. it. It's nice to finally get this off of my my list of shame because you know I love the Final Fantasy series, so it was nice to finally play this. But I don't see myself ever revisiting it again. Now the Origins Collection, from what I read on the internet. They did not change the difficulty at all. Now, this could just be internet people being internet people, but a lot of people say the Dawn of Souls collection is too easy. I'm not sure. I, I've never played that one. And I'm not sure. I think the PSP version is a port of Dawn of Souls. So there really is no well-done remake of this from what I can read. It just seems like it's either too hard or it's too easy. I think this would be a great game for, for Square to put some time and effort into and fix that leveling system. Uh, don't fix it like Bethesda because they still haven't fixed it yet. But yeah, I think I think it'd be worth your while to check it out at least. Don't expect to complete it if, if you're not bullheaded and stubborn, but I'd say check it out. All right, next coming up, we've got The Adventures of Link, another off-maligned game. I think there was something in the 80s on the NES where people were like, now, well, you know what? We did the first game. It was a smash hit. Let's do something completely different. And so they changed the Zelda formula. It now turned into a side-scroller. So join me next time when we talk about Zelda 2. Thank you very much.